With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Fantasy executive and Michael Fabiano getting you ready for week number 15 of the NFL season. If you were fortunate enough to own the bye week, it is your time to enter the group chat. What's up, Mike? What's up, man? Big week, right? I mean, we got a huge week ahead, week 15, with uh, championship league berths on the line, man. Exciting time of the year. No doubt the semifinals, Mike. Some of my worst memories in fantasy fantasy football (laughs) have come on semifinal weekend. I don't know if you remember the – this was years ago. might have been about a decade or so ago now. Um, I believe it was the Vikings or the Bears. The game was definitely the Vikings versus the Bears. Was 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 the quarterback named Joe Webb, something like that? Yeah, Joe Webb was a wide receiver that the Vikings used as a quarterback for uh, for a few games there. Yeah, well, that well, he had a horrific last drive of the game fumble, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I wasn't playing Joe Webb, but my opponent had the Bears' defense recovered mm-hmm. the fumble, gets a one point victory. Mike, I only lost three times that year. All three losses were to the same team. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> worst, another an, an, another week fifteen nightmare, classic classic Sunday night football game between the New England Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers. Aaron Hernandez walked me down in a shootout in a tarantula rainstorm. Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback for the 49ers at the time. Wow, that, remember that, that game? 
I do, man. We do. We we've all got our battle scars. That is for sure. Especially when the playoffs, uh, you know, hit and we are uh, basically all in or knocked out. All right. Before we get into Thursday night football, Mike, I want to talk about something that's been going on and bubbling in the industry the past couple of days. Yesterday, obviously, ESPN fantasy talent uh, Matthew Berry and Las Vegas Raider running back Josh Jacobs apparently um exchange had some exchanges via social media. Listen, like I said, in my opinion, I think what Josh Jacobs did was kind of petty and trolling. My situation, my, my thought process is the league will deal with that. I understand he's probably getting harassed by fantasy managers a lot. Like I said, I think what he did was petty. I think it was stupid. But I think it kind of is where the league comes in and handles that. I don't know if we need Matthew Berry, who I'm a fan of, to be the spokesman for the industry and the hobby. Well, I'm not a fan of Barry. And, and Barry does that all the time. And uh-huh. I, that. I mean, he's the face of fantasy sports, so maybe he feels that that's something that he needs to do. I don't agree with what Josh did either, especially with the middle finger emoji. Like, you, no you, doubt. Still, you, don't, you don't do that. I mean, so so in that respect, you know, I, I certainly agree with Barry in that players – you got to understand how important fantasy football can be to your career, especially if you're good. You've got a lot of people out there who are rooting for you. And I know there's trolls. I, I understand. And these are young guys. Josh Jacobs, you know, he, he's a young man. He's only in his second NFL season. He's, you know, a couple of years out of college. So sometimes the maturity is not there. Yeah. And for me, like, I can't stand trolls either. You get them. I get them. We all get them. If you're in the spotlight, if you're giving people advice, if you're playing on somebody's fantasy, you're going to get trolls who are going to come after you. Like it's just part of it and you have to deal with it and just to me, brush it aside and focus on the people who are rooting for you. Who cares about the trolls, man? You know why they're trolls? Cause they're miserable people who have miserable lives and have nothing better to do than try to make other people miserable. So I feel like Josh definitely did not handle that the right way. I don't know if the Raiders are going to talk to him or if the NFL is going to talk to him, uh, whatever the case may be. So hopefully he learns from the experience. I've actually had some interactions with Josh on Twitter and he's always been cool with me. Uh, I, I saw he, he blocked Barry. I mean, I've been blocked by players too. Antonio Brown blocked me. I didn't troll him. That uh, I just gave analysis that he didn't like. Yeah. Here's what it is. But most of the people out there are rooting for these players. And, and but but also like D'Angelo Williams, you know, who who's who's a pal of mine. He can't stand fantasy football because he feels like it makes players robotic and people don't care about them uh and their health. And even there's some dopes uh, you know on social media. I posted something about this, you know, that it's unfortunate that players uh end up feeling that they hate fantasy football because of a bunch of bad apples, right? Yeah. And, and and then people come back at me and, and say, well, you know, fantasy football is a game, but so is so is the NFL. I'm like, That's yeah, a different game, bro. But you know what, <laughs> You're going on a football field against big, strong, fast dudes who could potentially end your career at any moment. You could turn an ankle. Look at what happened to Dak. You are you are you in danger setting your lineup on a computer or on your mobile phone? No. No, I mean, unless Stupid like the, the keyboard, the keyboard might drop off and hit your foot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> comparison. So listen, man, I hope Josh learns from it and I'm going to reach out to him and see if I can get an interview with him. It's probably not going to happen, but it, it, he shouldn't have done it. 
you know, he, he certainly shouldn't have done that. Um, but, but, but again, I mean, you know, Barry's, he's just looking for, you know, attention. This is something Matthew, you know, does uh, quite a bit. So it, it is what it is, but I mean, I, I don't disagree with him. You, you don't, yeah. you don't give the middle finger emoji to, to fans. Yeah, no doubt about it. And like you said, listen, I've talked to D'Angelo Williams about this before. And basically what him and I've heard other athletes say this as well, it puts another, it's, it's, a, it's, another, for, it's another person judging your performance. And that's what kind of upsets them about it. So now you're getting judged by your head coach, your position coach, the TV the people in the media. And now you're also getting judged by regular average everyday fans who have you on their fantasy team. But I think, you know, um, listen, once you embrace it, like we've seen guys do, particularly in their post-career, we've seen it uh, end up working out very well for them. Speaking of the aforementioned Jacobs, Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders tonight. Justin Herbert and the gang get a chance to go to start week 15 versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I know, but th this game could end up being a disaster for fantasy managers. So Adam Schefter tweeted out that Mike Williams is not expected to play. Mm -hmm. In the same tweet, Keenan Allen might not play. And if he does, he's likely to be limited. Like Keenan Allen's one of the top wide receivers in fantasy football. And now I don't know if I can play him against the Raiders, who are terrible against slot receivers. Uh, Austin Eckler has got a quad injury. He's expected to play. So in a game that should be a chalk smash spot for the Chargers, I, would you play Justin Herbert without Keenan Allen? I, and you see, I got Justin Herbert in lineups right now, Mike. See, that's the thing. In the Kings Classic, I got Justin Herbert. My right, quarterback so I mean, on the bench is Teddy Bridgewater. I, I, I'm like, I got to play Justin Herbert. If Keenan Allen's limited... How Makes limited? It very difficult. Right. Limited is a is a tough term. I mean, like, how many does it mean he's going to see 20 snaps, 30 snaps, 40 snaps? Like, I don't know. So, uh, you know, we're recording this here, uh, you know, right around noontime on the East Coast. Keep tabs on the status of, of Allen. And it looks like Mike Williams, people aren't going to start him. Any, I'll tell you this. If Keenan Allen can't go and Mike Williams can't go, then suddenly, you know, you're looking at you're looking at potentially. Uh, you know, a guy like Tyron Johnson being in the mix this week. You're looking at a guy like Jalen Guyton potentially being in the mix this week. Hunter Henry becomes a better play. So there's a lot of question marks, man, and we just don't know the answer uh, to these questions right now. So you're going to have to keep tabs on, on this game right up to the kick. As far as the Raiders go, pretty chalk on their side, right? Yeah, I mean, you're starting Waller. You're starting Jacobs, uh, despite his comments. And really, Aguilar, I think, is a very good play as well. As, as a flex, he's been good, man. I mean, like, I, people, he, he's got the stink of being Nelson Aguilar, I guess. I don't know. From That's what it is. But he's he's been pretty good. I mean, I, I'm i starting him in, in uh, the Kings Classic this week. So, I've been you starting know, it's funny you every week, basically. The yeah, no, and you're right. It's the stink of being Nelson Aguilar because the, the way – and you've been banging the table about him for over a month now, and nobody's going to the waiver wire to pick him up. I picked him up and started him a couple of places. He's been doing well for me, so yeah, I don't dude. see why people are, are against Nelson Aguilar. Man, I, listen, look at the numbers. That's all I care about. I mean, is he the most reliable dude in the world? I mean, yeah, he's had some stinkers, but he's had 20-plus in two of his last four games. I'll take that. Buffalo Bills, Denver Broncos – this one is going to be in Denver. Josh Allen brings the crew in there. For the most part, I think Denver is, you know, done, kaput. If you're relying on fantasy assets from Denver, it's going to be pretty tough. But the Buffalo Bills, you already know what they are as well. Right. And I'll also remember, guys, there's two games on Saturday this week. That's so right. So 
Make sure you're setting your lineups. You got Green Bay, Carolina, Buffalo, and Denver on Saturday. So make sure you set your lineups in advance. But I think this is a chalk game for the Bills. You're starting Allen. You're starting Diggs. You're starting Beasley. I'm avoiding the backfield. Too much confusion there. And the Bills defense and Tyler Bass are both really good plays. Uh, on the Denver side, Melvin Gordon's probably uh, an RB2 flex. Um, I like Tim Patrick's been pretty good too. Like he's on that Nelson Aguilar side of like level, right? Where like, you know, people don't really respect him, but he's putting up pretty good numbers. So I I could start Tim Patrick this week, Jerry Judy, that the numbers haven't been great the last month plus. So I'd probably be fading him, you know, no offense. He's a bit banged up. He's going to be hard to trust as well, but, um, not a lot to like on the Denver side of things, even though, I mean, Drew Locke's coming off a monster game. I mean, unless I'm in a two QB super flex league, I ain't playing Drew Locke. Yeah, I'm about to say, even coming off that monster game, you can't have no confidence putting Drew Locke into your fantasy lineup and you're trying to get to the next round. Carolina Panthers and the Green Bay Packers. What's the deal, Mike, with Mr. Christian McCaffrey? Will his fantasy managers that took him at 1-1, will they have him for the semifinal round if they're still available, if they're still in it? Yeah, no, uh, he's not going to play. So at this point, folks, I mean, Mike Davis is is a must-start. We know that. That's kind of obvious. But McCaffrey's, maybe you'll get him back in week 16. And I guess that's not the worst scenario in the world, but, you know, you got to get there, right? You yep. got to get there. And and I don't even know why the heck the Panthers would play him this season. I mean, for what? So whatever, it is what it is. But uh, Davis is the, is the guy this week. Uh, you know, DJ Moore, is, he's, he's likely out again. So you're going to roll Robbie Anderson and you're going to roll with Curtis Samuel as wide receiver two, wide receiver threes. Uh, Bridgewater's a two QB option only. And then Green Bay's the chalk. I mean, Aaron Jones has been up and down lately, but I'm still playing him. Uh, yeah. Devontae's a monstrosity. I mean, that guy's just a beast. Aaron Rodgers has been tremendous. Robert Tunyon. Bobby Tunyon. He's a top five quarterback, our tight end right now, and he's got a great quarterback throwing him the football. So, hell, get him in your lineup, man. I mean, that's you know, that, that's not a bold prediction, but, but Robert Tunyon's been pretty good. Can you imagine Robbie Tunyon bringing you home in fantasy in 2020 would only be um, <laughs> it yeah. would only be the purpose. Yeah, nine touchdowns. It's crazy. And the thing about it is my Aaron Rodgers is notorious for not throwing the ball to tight ends. I know. Think about it. Like they've had some pretty good names. Like, you know, we go back before Aaron Rodgers, you know, you go to like, you know, Bubba Franks and Mark Chimura. Like, you know, they've had your Michael Finley. Your Michael Finley. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like even Jimmy Graham wasn't any good last season. So. Nope. Jared Cook only had one good play the time yeah, he was in Green Bay. Cost the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, let's not work up that memory. I know. Tell me about it. Um, mm. We talked about that earlier this week. Jacksonville Jaguars, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Mike. Lamar Jackson. Look like he's, uh, it looked like he's starting to come back. It looked like he could lead you to the fantasy glory. Lamar Jackson gets the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. I know his guys can't wait till that game kicks off because it looks like Lamar Jackson is in position to really help some people advance and maybe even win the whole thing. Better late than never, right? I yep. mean, the, the one thing you have to be uh, mindful of here is that the Ravens have a bunch of guys on the COVID list, including Hollywood Brown, who's been better lately. So I don't know who Lamar is going to throw to. It could be a big game for Mark Andrews <laughs> because, you know, when you're looking at Dez and, you know, Devin Duvernay, if yeah. Hollywood can't go, I mean, you know, they're down, they're down some wide receivers there, but Lamar has been great. I'm not sure if he had cramps or he had a poop last week. Didn't matter, right? I mean, what a game. And uh, that, that was a lot of fun to uh, to discuss on, on social media. 
But yeah, he's back. The matchup's right. For Jacksonville, you're starting James Robinson. That's obvious. I don't know if you're starting anybody else. That's it. I, you can't you can't roll nobody else. I can't else trust out any of them. I mean, it's not, yeah. Baltimore's defense, I mean, like, you know, they weren't really all that great last week. So maybe it was just the game. It just got out of hand and the defenses kind of went out the window. But there's no Jags I can trust outside of James Robinson this week. Uh, the Ravens, though, you're starting Lamar, obviously. J.K. Dobbins. I think Gus Edwards is flexible in some leagues if you have multiple flex positions. The Ravens' defense is a good play. Justin Tucker's a good play. Uh, and, of course, Andrews is in the mix as well. No doubt about the Seattle Seahawks and Washington football team. This is going to be an interesting one in D.C. Could have some weather concerns as the Seahawks make another trip to the East Coast. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson and the crew going up against that defensive line in D.C., Mike. Listen, let me tell you something. You Chase Young and that crew, they're playing very good football yeah, right now. Yeah, I just yeah. don't, like, obviously you can't sit Russell Westbrook, but is this a tip of your expectation situation? So, in some cases, yes. And if the weather is an issue, you know, that's that's a completely different story. Uh, but let's break it down by team. So we'll start with Seattle. You're starting Russell Wilson in all likelihood, okay? Um, Chris Carson, the matchup's not great. I'm still playing him. He's still an RB2. DK Metcalf, don't care who he's playing. I'm starting yeah. him. Tyler Lockett, though. If I've got depth at wide receiver, listen, Lockett has failed to score more than 12.3 fantasy points in six of his last seven games. Uh, he he's had three games yep. with eight or fewer. All right. The Washington defense giving up one big game to a slot receiver all year long. One slot receiver has scored more than 10.4 fantasy points against them. One. That's it. This is not a good matchup for Tyler Lockett, folks. And on the Washington side, I'm not sure if Alex Smith is going to start or not. Mm. I think he's he's probably in line to start. But the backfields, well, it was a dud last week. I can still play McKissick as a flex. Yeah, Barber, Peyton Barber is a desperation flex. That's a heave right there, bro. Desperation flex, right. Terry McLaurin has had two stink bombs in a row, but he's getting the worst pass defense in the National Football League. So I think McLaurin's still in the mix. And Logan Thomas has been really good. And he's probably a back-end tight end one. But the Seahawks have allowed one tight end all year long to score more than 14.3 fantasy points against them. They've only allowed three tight ends to score double digits against them this year. Three. That's it. Their defense is really tough against tight ends. Uh, Jamal Adams, anyone? So Logan Thomas could be a fade for me this week. Who's the quarterback going to be? Alex Smith's going to be good to go? It seems like it. And, And I would tell you this. We don't know right now for sure. If Alex Smith is the quarterback, then I have a lot more faith in J.D. McKissick, right? If Alex Smith is not the quarterback... Dwayne Askins is not a dude who likes to check down. He likes nah, to he's going to throw interceptions. <laughs> right, and, and it's, it's certainly good. If I'll tell you this, if Haskins is uh, starting, I love the Seahawks defense. Love, love, love. All right, there you go right there. It's going to be interesting one to keep an eye on right there, that situation uh, with the D.C. football team. The Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts. Oh, boy, T.Y. Hilton. It's time to check into the T.Y. Hilton, Mike. Out of nowhere. I've been staying there for three weeks. I've been staying there three weeks. I've been getting the massages, man. I've been feeling really good. And he gets Houston again. I mean, like, you worry about the law of averages coming out to bite him. No doubt. At some point, right? He's had 15-plus points in four of his last five games against Houston. He had a big game against them a couple of weeks ago. 
Houston's given up 18 touchdowns and the ninth most points to wide receivers. I'm freaking starting T.Y. Hilton. Like, is there a chance that, like, the, you know, the, the carriage turns into a pumpkin? Yeah. But I'm still playing him. I don't care. Um, Jonathan Taylor is a must start. Phillip Rivers is a very good start in two QB leagues. I don't trust any of Indianapolis's tight ends, regardless of what they may or may not done against Houston in the past. No, you can't trust and, those and, on, and on the Houston side, I'm not starting either of the running backs. I'm not starting David Johnson or Duke Johnson. I, I've got I've got Deshaun Watson barely in my top twelve. You I know, see, and that's what I was going to ask you, Mike. To it, it's, it's tough for Watson this week. I know it is. It is. It's. It, it, listen, man. I mean, he hadn't been good the last couple of weeks. Like he's been kind of eh. Right, and no that's Will not Fuller. what we expect from Watson. We don't expect eh. We expect yep. big numbers, and that's what happens. I mean, last week he was down his two top receivers. Now this week, I mean, we know he's not going to have Will Fuller because Fuller's suspended for the rest of the season. So, uh, you know, that, that one there, that ain't going to happen. But, I mean, let's look at his last couple of games. 19 points against, against the Colts. I'll take it. Okay. 16 last week against Chicago. But in the two previous games, Corey had 33 and 31. He he was absolutely balling. So, like, could garbage time help fix things? Yeah. Is Watson still – I'm still starting him in a couple of leagues because I have to. But, like, if you've got, let's say, Justin Herbert – and, again, we don't know about Keenan Allen. We don't so know about Herbert, though, that, so that makes that, it tough. That, right. Um Tom Brady has got a good matchup this week. Okay. Jason Hill got a good matchup this week, right? Ryan Tannehill's got a good matchup this week. So there's some guys out there that people could conceivably have alongside Watson that they could start over him. But, I mean, it stinks. Like, think about it. The last few weeks, you've lost Watson uh, in terms of his reliability. Yep. You've lost Will Fuller. You're losing Antonio Gibson again. It looks like he's not going to play this week. You're losing – you don't have McCaffrey again. Keenan Allen might not play, and if he does, he might be limited. I mean, right when we need to – Zeke Elliott's been a nightmare. Oh, my God. There's going to be a lot of tough decisions to make this week, man. A lot of tough decisions because of injuries and because of players either losing superstars in the offense or just not playing up to their level. Now, it, the circle back on the, the Watson thing and push ahead at the same time. Yep. What about Matt Ryan this week against Tampa? I hate Matt Ryan. I can't trust him, man. I Listen, Matt Ryan, and this is like the first even-numbered year in a long time where he has been a bum, okay? Last week, he was terrible, and I don't think Julio's playing. Like, if Julio plays, then I feel a little bit better about him, right? But, I mean, even still, Julio's week-to-week right now. Let's look at the numbers. Matt Ryan has failed to score more than 14 points in a game since week nine. We're heading into <laughs> week 15, folks. He's had more picks than touchdown passes in his last four games. And that's crushing his ceiling. And his floor has been bad, too. Two QB Superflex leagues, man. That's all I can trust Matt Ryan in right now. And that could be a high-scoring game, right? I mean, like, what's the over-under in that one? About 51, 52? It could be high-scoring. I just can't trust Matt Ryan. 50 and a half is what the total sitting at right now. You can't trust Matt Ryan. So, really, it's only Calvin Ridley, right? That's – I mean, if you – you you know, have have some onions, you want to start Hayden Hurst if you're desperate at tight end. Okay, go ahead. But it, it's only really, I mean, you know, Russell Gage, if you're really hurting at flex, right? I mean, you can go, Todd Gurley, forget, he's done. Todd Gurley's no, done. No, popped. He's popped. Uh, Todd, I appreciate all of the points that you gave me in LA. I appreciate all the points you gave me early on in the season. In his last two games, he's averaging 20 and a half snaps and eight and a half touches. Edo Smith's been better. 
the last couple of weeks. And Tampa Bay has given up the fewest rushing yards to running backs this year. So, Todd, brother, Todd, at, right at this point, is not even rosterable in some leagues. Yeah. His fantasy season is over. We'll yeah, see and then on Tampa's side, Brady's got a good matchup. I mean, you could start all three of Tampa's top wide receivers on some level. Uh, Gronkowski saw his snaps go down last week, but uh, the, the Bucks snaps went down as, a, as an offense. Uh, and he's still getting targeted in the red zone, and, and Atlanta's not good against tight end, so he's a low-end tight end one. Maybe Leonard Fournette is the hero that we didn't want, but we're going to get. Ronald Jones I, I, is on the COVID list, and he has just had finger surgery. If Fournette is the starter, and he was in the doghouse as recently as last week, if Fournette is the starter, Atlanta's not bad against running backs, but Fournette's still an RB2. Got to be tough, tough, tough to see. You don't making. agree. You don't agree, man. It's all good. Like I get it. It's it is it is an absolute on that, bro. It's that's a hard decision right there. But if I Ronald know. Jones is out, it makes it it the pills a little bit easier think, to swallow. I don't think Ronald Jones is going to play. I, I really don't. don't. You, you I really don't. don't? Think, I don't think he's going to play, man. I, I, all right. I, he he's on the COVID list and he just had finger surgery. Like no, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's going to play, dude. I, for I mean, Fournette's an RB two. Uh, he, he's at worst the flex. He's at worst of flex. I mean, it is what it is. He said, do you feel confident playing him? No, but the volume should be there. All right. Next game for week 15, semifinal week in fantasy football that we will discuss and break down is the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. Not a lot of fantasy goodness in this one. No, not a lot at all, man. So uh, for the Dolphins, I mean, two is a two QB option, but the Patriots defense, I mean, and I, I know they had so many guys opt out and they've had injuries. Over the last three weeks, the Patriots have faced Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, and Jared Goff. They averaged nine points a game. They, I'm not three of them. And I'm not saying Jared Goff is not good. But I mean, Herbert and Murray, I mean, like, you know, those are two good quarterbacks. So I'm fading to, uh, I'm fading Newton too. Forget about Kim Newton. He's had, what, yeah. fewer than five points in two of his last three games. Uh, Miami and, and Mahomes was held under 19 points last week. That's a bad game for Mahomes. He had three picks. So I, I'm not playing Newton. I don't know if Devontae Parker's going to play. And if he does, I'm fading him. Gesicki's probably not going to play. I can't play any Dolphins tight ends. I'm not going with Adam Shaheen. Matt Breed is off the COVID list, so maybe he plays. But I don't want to play him. I, See, I'd much like rather him. play Lynn Bowden. So there's not a lot to like in this game at all. Like, nothing i mean hell the two defenses might be the best plays in this game that's basically probably what it comes down to and maybe you want to put the place kickers in there as well if you're yeah, not Jason Sanders Sanders been pretty solid yeah yep so that's it right there uh nfc north before we get <laughs> to uh nfc north let's go titans and lions this is oh, ryan Tannehill. Right. this is this, yeah. this this is what this is why you drafted derrick henry in the middle of the first round for this week right here yeah, this is this is his uh, smash season, Derrick Henry. He's a must-start, obviously. Uh, you know, Tannehill, really good matchup this week. He had a good matchup last week. The numbers weren't great. He had a couple of touchdowns. But the Lions have given up 29 total touchdowns and the seventh most points to quarterbacks. And listen to this stat. Mitchell Trubisky, who he had a good game last week, but he's... MVP Mitch. P.J. Walker and Alex Smith are the only quarterbacks not to score more than 20 fantasy points against Detroit since week eight. Wow. So good quarterbacks have been smashing. You're starting Corey Davis despite the disappointment last week. A.J. Brown's obvious. 
I can't play Jonu Smith. I can't play any Titans tight ends right now. I uh, can't do that. I could play the Titans defense against Gardner Minshew, who's going to be back. Um, or excuse me, uh, against uh, Chase Daniel, uh, who's going to yeah. likely start in the absence of uh, of Matthew Stafford. I went back to Week 14 there for a second, and for Detroit, I mean, it's Swift and it's Hawkinson, and I guess it's Marvin Jones as a three or a flex. Without Stafford, it's it's not as attractive, but somebody's got to catch the ball there. Hawkinson's and the Titans' the- defense is bad against wide receivers. They really are, but it's nobody you can really take advantage of it with. This has been a good spot for Kenny Galladay, but apparently Kenny Galladay is waiting for payday until <laughs> until until we see him again. I and know. that payday may not come from the Detroit Lions, and I would not blame him if I were to get out of town too. All right, Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook in the crew versus David Montgomery, who's been on fire lately. You know what, Mike? As crazy as this sound as an NFC North battle, you don't think about it, but we could mm-hmm. see some points in this game. We, you know, we absolutely could. And, and Montgomery has been, you know, tremendous lately. Uh, he, he's had three huge games in a row. Uh, Minnesota's defense is not terrible against running backs, but they're not great either. Uh, they've given up 15 plus points eight times to running backs. Uh, Ronald Jones had. 15 and chains against him last week. So Montgomery is certainly a top 10, top 12 play in this game. Allen Robinson's in a smash spot against Minnesota. They can't stop wide receivers. Uh, Trubisky's in a uh, situation where he's an option in multi-quarterback leagues. No doubt about that. Not starting either of the Bears' tight ends. They're kind of sort of, you know, taking one another's value away. Cole Komet's getting more snaps, but Graham got into the end zone last week. Uh, On the Vikings' side, it's it's kind of a chalk game, right? With with, with oh, Dalvin yeah. and with Thielen and with Jefferson. Although the matchup's not great for the wide receivers, uh, Irv Smith Jr. is in the mix. Though if Kyle Rudolph can't go, the Bears are not good against tight ends. So Irv Smith Jr. could be uh, a potential sleeper in this one. And Kirk Cousins probably more of a two QB option. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's all uh, tough to throw Kirk Cousins out there in this situation um this week. But um, everybody else, I think, you know, like you said, chalk options for that. San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys. 49ers go to Big D for a big, what should have been a big week 15 battle. Both teams, neither teams looking at a postseason run this year. Um, But, Mike, when you look at it, I guess it's chalk, but it's like, do you really want Dallas's offense is, 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 is struggling and the 49ers just don't seem to have it? I don't think this is chalk at all. I, I'm not playing Zeke this week if I can help it. He's, he's – he didn't practice Wednesday. He's not That's good true. anymore. Like, and it's not Zeke. The old line stinks. Offense. It's yeah. Dak not being there. I mean, he had the Bengals last week, and he split touches with Pollard. I hope, and I've you know I've been saying this for a while now. Just just put Zeke away. Put him away for the season. Pollard looks more explosive. I I I have more. If Pollard is the featured back and Zeke is out, Pollard's an RB two. Yes, 100%. Right now, as it stands, Zeke is a flex at best. At best, the Niners have given up the fifth fewest points to running backs. Amari Cooper has been reliable. I could play him. I'm good. Dalton Schultz is not uh, not a good option this week. The matchup's not good. I'm not playing CD. I'm not playing Gallup. So it, it really it really boils down to Zeke in a desperation flex, and you're playing Cooper, right? Uh, Andy Dalton is I'm not playing him. Now, on the Niners' side, Brandon Ayuk is in a smash spot. No Debo. He's my start of the week at wide receiver. Um, he leads all t- all uh, wide receivers in targets the last two weeks. The Cowboys have given up 16 touchdowns and the six most points to receivers lined out wide. So Ayuk is a virtual must start. If Raheem Mostert can't go, 
I like Jeff Wilson. All right. And now I know Shanahan could screw us all and give the ball to Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon. It could absolutely happen. But last two weeks, it's been Wilson and Mostert. And McKinnon and Coleman are not getting any touches. So if we follow that trend, Wilson could be an RB2 if Mostert can't go. Uh, and then that's really it. I mean, Niners defense, okay, I can go there. Jordan Reed, if I'm desperate, I guess I can go there. But there's not a lot, like you mentioned, that like if we looked at this game, you know, in the, in the uh, non-existent preseason, oh boy, there could be a lot of fantasy points in this one. Now, eh, it's, not, it's not nearly as exciting. I mean, geez Louise, we got the Bengals on Monday Night Football this week. What the hell is that? That's pretty so that's a pretty, um, pretty bad. trash way to end yes. my final week in fantasy football. Jets and Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this one's easy. Start yeah. all your Rams. Start uh-huh. all your Rams and sit all your Jets. Like, I mean, that's, that, that's the easy way to do it. I've had some people on social media ask me about Cam Akers this week. Right now, he came off a big game. He was the true feature back. But people are telling me the Jets defense is good against running backs because they've only allowed one 100-yard rusher all year. Folks. Look at the numbers, all right? Week one, they played Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Same thing in week seven. Those guys don't have any fantasy value, really. They cancel each other out. And week two, Mostert had nearly 19 points on 10 touches. Jarek McKinnon had nearly 14 points on three. In week three, Jonathan Taylor had 14 touches and 13 points. Naheem Hine had 10 points on 11 touches. Week four, Melvin Gordon had nearly 26. In week five, they gave up 21 to Chase Edmonds, who was the RB7, and 13 to Drake. In week six, Miles Gaskins was the RB7. Uh, week seven was Buffalo, canceled each other out. Week eight, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell did nothing, but they had nine touches apiece, and it was a blowout game. So they didn't need either one of those guys. Uh, Rex Burkhead had nearly 16 in week nine in a, in a running back committee situation. In week 11, Kalen Balaj was the RB16. He had 14 points. In week 12, the Dolphins had nothing. They had Matt Breed and Patrick Laird. They're third and fourth string running backs. And then week 13, Devontae Booker stunk. He's a backup. He's a ho-hum backup. So if you're going to give the Jets credit for stopping him, you're, you're not doing it right. And then last week, Chris Carson had almost 19. This is a great spot for Cam Akers. And yeah, I'd I play do. Robert Woods. I'd play Cooper. Those are easy. Hell, I like the Rams so much this week. I'd even play Freaking Jared Goff, who I don't trust as far as I can throw. Yeah, that's not good character. Tyler Eifert's in play this week. The, <laughs> the Rams defense. Matt Gay is in play for Christ's sake. I mean, like it's all the Rams, man. But bust out Eric Dickerson. Eric, Eric Dickerson with the Jerry Curl flinging behind him That's with the goggles on. You love to see it. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts versus the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was looking pretty shaky past couple of weeks, but it feels like he's got the mojo back right now. Yep. Obviously, Hurts is probably just a two QB league start, but what about the rest of the Philadelphia Eagles? I mean, Miles Sanders is back in that RB1, RB2 conversation. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but he looked really good last week, you know, uh, with, with, with Hurts under center. A lot of times, I mean, you know this, when you have a quarterback who can run with the football, that's an advantage for the running back there because defenses are not sure who's going to get the football. Uh, you know, they've got to they've spy on that quarterback. It's it's a it's an advantage. Uh, it's a big advantage. Opens up running lanes. Dallas Goddard and maybe the only other eagle that I could play this week. Maybe the only other eagle that I can play this week. I'm not playing Ertz. I'm not playing Rieger. I'm not playing Alshon. I'm not playing uh, Travis Fulgham. I mean, geez, Louise. Well, so what that, that's it. 
That's it. And on the Cardinals side, it's chalk. It's it's Kenyon Drake season. You're playing him. You're playing Kyler. You're playing Nuke. That's obvious. I'm still not playing Dan Arnold, uh, unless I'm maybe in DFS because he's somewhat cheap. And I can't trust Christian Kirk. He's had three good games all year. So, uh, and the Cardinals defense, you know, I mean, maybe maybe a low end option in the 12 team league against Philadelphia. All right, here we go. A couple more minutes left to go. This is pretty chalk one right here. Mike Kansas City Chiefs, New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it is. It, it is. You know, you know the guys you're going to start in this game. This should be a high-scoring affair. Taysom Hill is going to be under center. Quick note on the uh, Chiefs defense. They've allowed 21-plus fantasy points to quarterbacks in four of their last five games. The only quarterback who didn't hit that mark was Drew Locke, who despite being good last week is not that good, right? Uh, what's the over-under? 51.5. So, I mean, th- this could be a high-scoring affair. Uh, but I'll tell you this. I don't think you can trust Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and here's why. You're probably going to flex him. I get it. I understand. Okay. He had a decent game last week. The Saints defense has allowed one running back to score a touchdown against them in New Orleans. Just two running backs have scored more than 14 fantasy points against them in the Bayou. Overall, running back as a position is averaging fewer than 14 and a half points against New Orleans on their home field. This is not a good spot for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Other than that, you know who to start. Kelsey, Mahomes, The Freak, Thomas, Taysom Hill, Kamara. I don't know if I'm playing Jared Cook, your guy Sasquatch. I don't think I'm playing him. I'm not playing either <laughs> defense either. This is not – let me tell you something. Week 15 in Bigfoot, it's not going to work. Leave him <laughs> on your pen. Trust me on that one. Boy, I tell you, Mike, you talk about if there was a one seed for revenge games, I would have paid anything to see Odell Beckham coming to the Meadowlands this weekend. I know. People but you, know what? you still got it, though. You got Colt McCoy and Freddie Kitchens against. Ah, oh, that's right, right. Colt McCoy. Against yeah. <laughs> so you still kind of got your revenge game. I mean, I guess right. So <laughs> th- this ge- this game also is somewhat chalk. The Giants have maybe two guys you can play: Wayne Gallman, and I think Evan Ingram's still playable. Uh, the Browns yeah, I are think so too. Titans. I think he's still playable. You know, maybe you throw Sterling Shepard in there, but that's 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 a risk reward proposition for the Browns. Now, Baker's been, I can't even say good. He's been great. Baker's been great the last three weeks. Here's a stat that scares me about Baker in a traditional league, okay? If it's a two QB league, yeah, you're playing him. The Giants defense has allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, all right? Only two quarterbacks have scored over 20 points against them this year. Only two, right? And they faced Russell Wilson. They faced Tom Brady. They faced Kyler Murray. This is not a good matchup for Baker. Now, maybe Baker's just riding riding the wave and he's going to play well. I, I can't start him in a league that has 12 teams or fewer. I just can't. I, can't. I know. Listen, my, he's riding. Like I said, but here's the thing. Is he the guy that gets hot? See, that's what you worry about if you don't. That's what you right. worry about. Like, listen, you know what kind of stones it would take to put Deshaun Watson on the bench and put Baker Mayfield in Oh, there? it would take enormous stones. Yes, enormous. So, But, I mean, I, I listen, man. Could Baker outscore him? It could happen. Dude, but does that make it the right anything call? Anything can happen. Not. Anything yep. can happen. Exactly. Anything can happen. I mean, geez Louise, look, look at look at who the top quarterbacks were last week, right? I mean, did, did, you, did you see that list? Did you see that list of the top quarterbacks last week? When you look at the numbers, okay? Now, now you had a couple of the guys that, you know, you expect to be up there, right? You know, yeah, Rodgers, obviously. The, the, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Lamar guys. Jackson was great. Baker Mayfield was the QB3. Tua Tungvaloa was the QB4. Drew Locke was the QB5. And I'm not done. Mitchell Trubisky was the QB6. Derek MVP Carr was Mitch. the QB7. Teddy Bridgewater was the QB9. And Jalen Hurts was the QB10. It didn't exactly uh, you know, come down like we had drawn it up. 
<laughs> that, that doesn't like, sound like that doesn't sound like a Canton crew right there. But it is what it is, man. It, that's that's fantasy football for you. And there you go. And this is the semifinal week coming up. Hopefully, we're talking to you next week and you are getting ready for your fantasy football championship. Don't forget, Michael Fabiano's sit start is out and will be updated throughout the course of the weekend. We got you covered right here at SI Fantasy. For Fabs, it's Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. We are out.